Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. That's TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, today, the United States women beat England 2-1, a thrilling game in the Women's World Cup. They move on to the finals where they'll play the winner of Sweden and the Netherlands, which takes place tomorrow. And obviously, Alyssa Nair, the hero of the match, the keeper for the United States, made some big saves today. And of course, getting all the attention, her save on this penalty in the second half that preserved the United States 2-1 lead that allowed them to escape a game in which, quite honestly, you know, look, just from coaching soccer and being around it the last four or five years, I, I love the fact that I can really understand so much more. Uh, you know, when, when the announcers and the analysts say this, oh, I get what they're saying about this. I get what they're saying about this. But you know, one thing I like is is that like when I can see the same kind of things, like oh boy, we're really in a defensive posture way too early here in the second half. It's like we're trying to hold on. And Four sure quarter enough, defense. And sure enough, you heard you heard the announcers talk. Say, Della Camera hey, went right why, to it. Why yep. are we why, why are we five back now? We're too early to be in five back. I'm like, oh, I could be. A soccer analyst. And that's really what it was. They decided we're going to spend the entire second half, we're up a goal, and we're going to prevent them from sneaking through. You know, look, Ellen White snuck through for a goal in the first half. Was We're not going to let that happen again. She almost did again. Yes, we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let her sneak through. And as a result, England had a ton of great chances in the second half and keeping the pressure on us, to which we had a few breakouts, but the breakouts we had were late in the game where it was, alright, let's take the ball to the corner and just kill time, which we're really good at, but still, it's not like that was something that we dictated play. You know, England still, you know, they, they were just, you know, just pushing it on our side of the field for the entire second half. Efficiency, time of possession, Christmas of the passes, I mean, all of that through just fantastic work. Just couldn't find the back of the net. Shots on goal were essentially even for the game. You saw the passes completed. England was more efficient in that regard, and certainly a couple of, of near misses, right? The U.S. almost with an own goal 
on one of the oh, shots. Oh, that was so right? close. That was so Defender close. Defender gets a, gets a boot on it, and it sails just a bit outside, and everybody exhaled in that moment, uh, but enough to keep them at bay. Of the saves she made, and the saves she made on Steph Houghton for the penalty kick, I mean, the drama and the stakes surrounding that play, you knew that was the game. If England scores, it's anybody's game, and they are pressuring the crap out of us. If somehow they don't score, we dodge a bullet, and likely we're going to win. And that was their last great chance of the game, that la- that last moment they had. And while it was a great save by Lissonair, look, look, with everything going into that moment, the way she, she guessed right... And she got over and made the save. But quite honestly, that was a really weak penalty by Steph Houghton. This is the English captain. And it looked like she didn't know what she wanted to do. She didn't get a great kick on the ball. She kept it low to the ground, which which allowed Alyssa Nair to get over and, and get on it. It's not like she had to fully extend herself. She was able to just cover it. And it was a great save. Look, she guessed the right way she made the play. Look, it was a great play. But... It was a really poor penalty kick. I mean, I look back and I want to say the save that I, that I, that stands out for me was in the first half when it was two one in the thirty third minute, and Kira Walsh lets that laser go from just outside the box, and that's a perfectly placed shot. Well, that a lot is of top right corner. Yeah, yeah. That's going in, and Alyssa Nair just leaps and gets enough of her left hand on it to push it out. I mean, that was tying the game. That was one of those. Whoo, that's a goal scorer's goal right there. That was that was in, and she was able to leap and make that play. I mean, this is her signature game, because up until today, really, she'd have to do that much. I mean, the best thing you see Alyssa Nair do is, in the first few games, is, boy, she can dive and make a save of a ball going well wider than that, better than anybody. Like, how many times you see her dive for a ball? Oh, Nair with a save, and you see the replay. Oh, that's five feet wider than that. She really hasn't had a lot to do. And But today was, you know, she made those couple of absolutely huge saves. Because you rely on your goalie to make the right saves, make a couple of big saves a game, and, and that's what you need. But because the United States has played so well, she hasn't had the chance to make those plays. They need her big time in those two plays today, and she came through. But for me, that save in the first half, that was going in. This one was a weak penalty kick that she made the play on. She made the play on, but for me, that first save was better. Well, I know. You've been watching it on replay, and you stand up a oh, little more some each kind time, singing, America. Uh, and yes, the vertical in that 32nd minute, and I mean, that's one of those for sports science. Right, mm-hmm. the calculation of the angle of the ball and the curvature <laughs> off the boot as it came towards the net. Because one, one would wonder if that were to go all the way through. Is that one that hits the post? Is that one that's hitting the oh, I think that was going in. I think that was going in and rippling the net along the way. But that, but that's just it. It's going to stand out. But the penalty kick, obviously. Whenever you stop a penalty kick, it holds so much more weight, right? In all the mm-hmm. games you coach. Oh, yeah. It's one thing to make a save, no matter how glorious the chance. But something about a PK just has that that air. All right, the goalie is now invincible. You cannot get past her. I'll tell you this. Show me a team that misses a penalty kick in a one-goal game, and I'll show you a team that doesn't win. It changes momentum. It's, even if you're winning by a goal, you miss a penalty kick, that's a huge well, chance. I've been watching it in and the Gold Cup the last couple of weeks it, yep. as well. Same same kind of stakes on the line. We're watching some uh, as we speak mm, in the semifinals. Stakes on the line. <laughs> What, do you hang it over so the fat's dripping back down into the pan? What are you doing? Dripping fat into the pan. Oh, boy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We're in the midst of Summer League. Yeah, buddy. We have Subway Series, Mets, Yankees. We have a day in which there was no discernible news from Kawhi Leonard, but that doesn't mean the day didn't have news. Just because we didn't get any news doesn't mean today wasn't news in and of itself. Other than saying every insider that thought they knew and they had it, you know, stone cold lock of the week, every one of them was wrong. Yeah. Other than that. Yeah. And all the deletions, corrections, and retractions, like, well, this guy I talked to. No, no, no. Now this word is this guy, and it might be, and maybe the dinner was enough, or Jerry West had something magical to say, and it's it's now just a lot of shuffling and, and tap dancing, waiting for uh, the white puff of smoke. Well, that's how it is. It's shuffling, tap dancing, because Kawhi is the only one left. He is the only one left. Left, And that's really where things sit right now. Last night, we had the story that Kawhi was going to be with the Clippers. Potentially, he was going to tell them he was out and that it was between the Lakers and the Toronto Raptors. We then found out late last night from Rick Buecher, NBA insider, Yahoo Sports, Fox Sports 1, saying that there is nobody surrounding the Kawhi Leonard talks that wouldn't tell you that the Lakers aren't in the driver's seat for Kawhi Leonard. So here we are right now with no real news except that Kawhi's decision is expected later in the week. Now, on, on, on the top of things, you could say, okay, well, of course it's not because it's today and there's no news today. So isn't any time later in the week if it's 
my time, Mr. Han, and it's your time. Isn't it our time? Does that mean, well, yeah, it could happen as early as today. One right. of the great phraseology. It could happen sports. as early as now. You mean it couldn't happen before now? No, no, that's out there. We can't happen time before travel. now. Unless it's happened, and well, I don't know it, in which case that well, is that's happening. Well, that's it. It hasn't leaked out to the public. But the beauty of this with Kawhi Leonard is everything you thought you knew about him, is gone. Because clearly, he loves the pageantry of free agency. Or he's just treating free agency real like everybody should. Oh, it begins on Sunday, and, we'll and now I'm going to start doing my things. <laughs> oh, you mean we could have started on Saturday? Or like, you know, months ago? Oh, I, I didn't know that. Oh, he's, that would have that been awesome. That's curious. Let's yeah. fi- go to the DMV, find out if he's ever gotten a speeding I, ticket I'm sorry. or an illegal lane change or anything else. I really thought Sunday at 3 meant Sunday at 3. My bad. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, all right. So let, let, let's start things up. Law guy, how about that? So this is what we know today: is the decision is not expected until later in the week. You got something for these greedy blankety blanks? Just tell them the decision's not coming until later in the week. Fine, that'll hold them for today. Now, there's two things to take away from this with no news coming. Number one is, as we said a little bit yesterday. Teams should have played more hardball with him because you have three teams now that have nowhere else to go, and two of them are going to be left out in the cold, right? It's down to the Lakers. No matter what varying degrees you think he could be going, there's only three teams in it for him. It's either the Clippers, the Lakers, or he goes back to Toronto, right? That's it. He's only going to play for one of those teams. So two of those teams are screwed because they would not have had a chance because they went all in on Kawhi. Now, yes, it's their decision. It's their decision to say, okay, no, we want to wait because we feel good about Kawhi Leonard. But this this is where teams needed to go to him before Sunday and say, I know you're, but of course everybody's got their minds made up. You said Kyrie agreed. He knew he was going to the Nets on Saturday, all right, which was way before then. But you have to push and say, listen, I love him. We want him. But if he's not coming, you got to tell me. Because we have to, do, I have to do what's best for my team, and all the general managers that you have to play hardball at that point and say, because we have money, we have money to spend, and we can have people come in. The Lakers could have gone after a couple of guys. The Clippers could have gone after a couple of guys. So could the Raptors. All these things could have happened. And if they say we still don't know, then you know, okay, then it's not me, and we have to move on. Because if they if they can't tell you, they either tell you yes, we're coming. Or if they say they don't know, that means they're not coming. Right? Even, they, even more sales I don't know is never and... never turns into a yes unless you're asking your, your mom for something. She said I don't know, and then she talks to your dad. Your dad says sure, and your mom says yes. The only that's the only way I don't know ever turns into yes for something. Or you just keep badgering them. Are we there yet? Can I have a cookie. Yeah, can I have you... a cookie. Mom can I have a cookie. Mom, mom, mom can I have a cookie. Mommy, mom can I have a mama, cookie. Mama, mama, mama. Will you take us a mouth splash more? Will you take us a mouth splash more? Will you take us a mouth splash more? No. If I say yes, will you shut up? Yes. You take us most points Exactly. <laughs> so you can go through that. I mean, you, you quote the, since we're talking about Canada, we can go to the Holy Triumvirate. It's like, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. Mm-hmm. You decided you were all in on Kawhi Leonard. And now you may pay the, the price, at least short term. With the Lakers, they got Jared Dudley on the one-year $2.6 million deal. So there's another one of your auxiliary p- pieces but it's the waiting game, right? All the percentages keep shifting and people are uneasy because how much can you control the narrative? Can you control leaks? The only guy that said anything is stuff coming out of what Magic Johnson allegedly told sources. Yes, he, well, I wanted, he asked me if we ever tried trading for him. Oh, oh, okay. You mean when I was the president, when I wasn't the president, when I was doing things, when I was allowed is to this before tamper? I had that job? Is after this before the job? tampering, after tampering? Yeah, there, there's that bit of stuff. And if we're led... If we're to believe what has been the narrative on Kawhi Leonard, mm. that doesn't sit well. Even if it's Magic Johnson. Yeah. That it should be the, you know, keep your lips zipped and go and talk to Jeannie and, and Rob Palenka, pass along whatever pertinent information and move on. Not talking to media friends and letting that stuff get out. If that's actually Kawhi Leonard, because that goes back to the heart of this, is he wa- didn't want hoop lies that that's what we're led to believe but now as the last man standing that's it it's 24 hour Kawhi watch everybody's building apps where's Kawhi <laughs> where's my Kawhi app where's my Kawhi refresh refresh but like I said a few minutes ago just because we didn't get any official news today doesn't mean there is not news the Jason Smith show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico studios 877-99 on Fox Twitter at how about a fresca Mike at Swollen Dome everybody is going to offer 
Kawhi Leonard, whatever he wants, right? The Lakers are not going to go short on an offer. Neither are the Clippers. Neither are the Raptors. Right? And and Kawhi knows this. He knows the Raptors will give him the max. He knows the, the Lakers will give him every bit of that $32 million they, they freed up. The Clippers will do the same thing. There's no negotiation. It's not like, well, they're offering this or that. He knows. The longer this goes on, the worse it is for the Raptors. Because what you're doing now is the fact that it's still going on means I am intrigued and I am into going to the Lakers. Because if he wasn't, he would be meeting with the Raptors. He would be going back. Now, the Raptors have the last meeting. He has given them the honor of the last meeting, which is after I make my decision to say, okay, it's the Lakers, then I'll meet with you and you have your chance to change my mind. But that's what that's what I want to do. And, that, and that's how you should make a decision. You want to go someplace, you decide, then you talk where you were and to the to the team you were with, and that's how you make your decision. Okay, I'm sorry I'm leaving. Even if that's the meeting. Even if it's you're talking to the Raptors last, you can either say, yes, I'm staying or I'm leaving. But if you didn't want to go, if, if, the, if the Lakers were not your number one choice, and if the Raptors were your number one choice, it would be over by now. But the fact is it's not. And it's going to extend and drag in and drag on. The more time goes on, the worse it gets for the Raptors. And that tiny percentage chance of of Kawhi Leonard actually going back just shrinks and gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Because that's what, if you weren't happy with, you didn't want to pursue it, you'd go back. And he hasn't done it. Maybe he's just on vacation. Maybe he's just decided to really... During free agency? Sure. You know, I I had had the cruise booked last year. It's it's not that he has to worry about anybody else coming in and snaking his money at this point. (laughs) Right? You got three teams that are sitting on their asses waiting for you to make your decision. They're hamstrung. I'm I'm going on vacation. But it's the first week of free agency. But you want to talk about the ultimate power play? Yeah. I'm going to make you stew. Mm. I'm going to make you wait. Kevin yeah, Durant what, right now you... is salty yeah, on all levels you're, you're because doing... he didn't he didn't get to do this because he got hurt. Well, but you're, he's he's doing it towards teams he wants to allegedly go play for. I mean, you don't want to really piss off the team. You got to come on, come on. Now, in the They're end, not going to be the pissed team, off. The team that he end, goes and embraces, for the, yeah, that's be okay. As can be. But still, you, you you would be dealing with it differently if it was a case of the route. All right, let's just let, let, let's play it for every team. He met with the Clippers last night. Uh If it was the Clippers and it was going to be the Clippers, we'd be hearing a meeting to tell the Lakers no and a meeting with the Raptors to say no, but right? That would have that would have happened. Don't know, though. That would have happened. The Clippers have exacted trades and undercover right, darkness. Right, but, but we would have known because, because the because of the information flow, we would have known that by now. It, it would have been the dinner last night. He's coming to the Clippers. Yeah, Jason, They're feeling great, and we would have found out. There's no information Somebody other than would someone tried to call Magic Johnson at matter. church. If he that's was, it. <laughs> If he was going to the Clippers after that meeting last night, we would have heard something by now because somebody would have blabbed. Somebody would have got out. Kevin Durant was making his announcement. Oh, my announcement's coming at, at three o'clock. Then what happened? Woj had it. So he went with the story. We would have known after last night. That would have trickled out today. So it's not going to be the Clippers now. So now you realize it's the Lakers or the Raptors. If the Lakers weren't the number one choice, then it would have been okay. I've done this. I've done the Lakers. I've done the Clippers. Now it's going to be the Raptors, and let's let's figure out going back. And that would have been the story. It would have been okay. Now because the, the Raptors, you know, they want to leak as soon as possible. Hey. Kawhi's coming back. We're talking. This is this is how it's going. But we've got nothing. And since the Lakers have been put in pole position, it's been like zero dark thirty or zero dark twenty three media silence. We've not heard anything. So this means this deal is coming. This is what we're getting. And it doesn't mean the Raptors aren't going to have a last chance. But right now it is Lakers, 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 Lakers. Because the more, like I said, the more time that goes on, it's worse. If somebody says something to you. Uh, if you want to, if you want to go somewhere, like say, hey, can we go to Disneyland? And I want to go to Disneyland on Friday. And you ask, like on Sunday, and you ask your parents, and they go, uh, I don't know. Well, we'll see. All right. Then you get to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. All right. Well, are we gonna go? Your parents aren't gonna suddenly turn that into a yes. Oh, I unless think, I think they were hoping you forgot. You know. Yeah. Oh, she's. Or maybe they were waiting to keep it a surprise. Man. Every day, every day, I get that question, and it's it, it. That's how things proceed. So to see to think that the Lakers are just because of the nothing surrounding them since they've been put in the pole position. Because normally we get nothing from them unless it's a very embarrassing story about the front office. 
if he was going back, we'd have known. It would it would have gone on. I, I, I really don't see there being any other avenue that, okay, if Kawhi was going back to the to the Raptors or he was gonna be a clipper, that we would have that we would have known that by now. See, I think this if everything that we've had from Kawhi Leonard, this smacks of Kawhi Leonard. Right? This would be true to form in that there is no information. There's no leaks. There's a small number of people who know. And that it's all just Uncle Dennis spectrum. knows. Right. He knows all. Uncle Dennis knows. He I mean, may be making that he's, decision. He's Zoltar. <laughs> I mean, he knows everything. But now it's just the, the question of who's the, who's the leak and who's the media chosen media member. I don't know that Kawhi Leonard has that guy or woman yet, right, that that's going to be the confidant in the media that gets to run with that story. Everybody else has a guy or a woman that, that goes in, in reporting and, and gets to have that story or that one-on-one we don't have that with him. So I think it's it's still, he may actually not know what he wants to do because he's got three really good offers. Not often do you have a free agent like this when he's got A, all this power, but B, the three options mm-hmm. all have great perks to them. Normally there's one that just has money. They've got other things. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Juan Gabriel. Juan Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Harold G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royals. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast. To start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Today, the United States women beat England 2-1, a thrilling game in the Women's World Cup. They move on to the finals where they'll play the winner of Sweden and the Netherlands, which takes place tomorrow. And obviously, listen there, the hero of the match, the keeper for the United States, made some big saves today. And of course, getting all the attention, her save on this penalty in the second half that preserved the United States 2-1 lead that allowed them to escape a game in which, quite honestly, you know, look, just from coaching soccer and being around it the last four or five years, I, I love the fact that I can really understand so much more. Uh, you know, when, when the announcers and the analysts say this, oh, I get what they're saying about this, I get what they're saying about this. But, you know, one thing I like is, is that, like, when I can see the same kind of things, like, oh, boy, we're really in a defensive posture way too early here in the second half. It's like we're trying to hold on. And Four sure quarter enough, defense. And sure enough, you heard, you heard the announcers talk say, Della Cameron hey, went right why, to it. Why, yep. are we, why, why are we five back now? We're too early to be in five back. I'm like, oh, I could be a soccer analyst. And that's really what it was. They decided we're going to spend the entire second half, we're up a goal, and we're going to prevent them from sneaking through. You know, look, Ellen White snuck through for a goal in the first half. Was We're not going to let that happen again. She almost did again. Yes, we're not going to let that happen. We're not going to let her sneak through. And as a result, England had a ton of great chances in the second half and keeping the pressure on us, to which we had a few breakouts, but the breakouts we had were late in the game where it was, alright, let's take the ball to the corner and just kill time, which we're really good at, but still, it's not like that was something that we dictated play. You know, England still, you know, they, they were just, you know, just pushing it on our side of the field for the entire second half. Efficiency, time of possession, Christmas of the passes, I mean, all of that through just fantastic work, just couldn't find the back of the net. Shots on goal were essentially even for the game. You saw the passes completed. England was more efficient in that regard, and certainly a couple of of near misses, right? The U.S. almost with an own goal. On one of the oh, shots, that was so right? close. That was so Defender close. Defender gets a, gets a boot on it, and it sails just a bit outside, and everybody exhaled in that moment, uh, but enough to keep them at bay. Of the saves she made, and the saves she made on Steph Houghton for the penalty kick, I mean, the drama and the stakes surrounding that play, you knew that was the game. If England scores, it's anybody's game, and they are pressuring the crap out of us. If somehow they don't score, we dodge a bullet, and likely we're going to win. And that was their last great chance of the game, that that last moment they had. And while it was a great save by Lissonaire, look, look, with everything going into that moment, the way she, she guessed right, and she got over and made the save. But quite honestly, that was a really weak penalty by Steph Houghton. This is the English captain. And it looked like she didn't know what she wanted to do. She didn't get a great kick on the ball. She kept it low to the ground, which which allowed Alyssa Nair to get over and, and get on it. It's not like she had to fully extend herself. She was able to just cover it. And it was a great save. Look, she guessed the right way she made the play. Look, it was a great play. But... It was a really poor penalty kick. I mean, I look back and I want to say the save that I, that I, that stands out for me was in the first half when it was two one in the 33rd minute, and Kira Walsh lets that laser go from just outside the box, and that's a perfectly placed shot. Well, that a lot is of top right corner. Yeah, yeah. That's going in, and Alyssa Nair just leaps and gets enough of her left hand on it to push it out. I mean, that was tying the game. That was one of those. Whoo, that's a goal scorer's goal right there. That was that was in, and she was able to leap 
and make that play. I mean, this is her signature game because up until today, really, she'd have to do that much. I mean, the best thing you see Alyssa Nair do is in the first few games is boy, she can dive and make a save of a ball going well wide of the net better than anybody. Like, how many times you see her dive for a ball? Oh, Nair with a save, and you see the replay. Oh, that's five feet wide of the net. She really hasn't had a lot to do. And but today was, you know, she made those couple of absolutely huge saves because you rely on your goalie to make the right saves, make a couple of big saves a game, and and that's what you need. But because the United States has played so well, she hasn't had the chance to make those plays. They need her in big time in those two plays today, and she came through. But for me, that save in the first half, that was going in. This one was a weak penalty kick that she made the play on. She made the play on, but for me, that first save was better. Well, I know. You've been watching it on replay, and you stand up a little more each time, singing America. Uh, And yes, the vertical in that 32nd minute. I mean, that's one of those for sports science. Right, mm-hmm. the calculation of the angle of the ball and the curvature <laughs> off the boot as it came towards the net. Because one, one would wonder if that were to go all the way through. Is that one that hits the post? Is that one that's hitting the oh, corner? I think that, that was going in. I think that was going in and rippling the net along the way. But that, but that's just it. It's going to stand out. But the penalty kick, obviously. Whenever you stop a penalty kick, it holds so much more weight, right? In all the mm-hmm. games you coach. Oh, yeah. It's one thing to make a save, no matter how glorious the chance. But something about a PK just has that that air. All right, the goalie is now invincible. You cannot get past her. I'll tell you this. Show me a team that misses a penalty kick in a one-goal game, and I'll show you a team that doesn't win. It changes momentum. It's, even if you're winning by a goal, you miss a penalty kick, that's a huge well, chance. I've been watching it in and the Gold Cup the last couple of weeks it, yep. as well. Same same kind of stakes on the line. We're watching some uh, as we speak mm, in the semifinals. Stakes on the line. <laughs> What, do you hang it over so the fat's dripping back down into the pan? What are you doing? Dripping fat into the pan. Oh, boy. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now on the hotline, Fox Sports 1, MLB Network. Baseball insider extraordinaire, John Paul Morosi. JP, uh, what's been going through and what are you trying to make sense of this the past 24 hours since this story broke? Well, good evening, guys. Yeah, somber day uh, around baseball. And uh, I, I thought that the, the words today expressed at the press conference by the Angels officials, of course, Brad Osmus and Billy Epler, and the owner, Artie Moreno, and the president, John Carpino, uh, spoke to what an incredible young man we've lost uh, as a sport, as a country, as a larger, uh, certainly, society. You think about what he was in that community in Southern California. It's Billy Epler spoke about him as being a, a staple in the community. Of course, he'd grown up in Santa Monica, so he, had, he lived that dream of pitching for his hometown team, was just married uh, within the last year. Um, so it, it's a loss that hits home for a lot of people around the game. I, I, I've been thought, thinking back a couple different times uh, over the course of the last day about you know, a long conversation I had with Tyler a few years ago in spring training, and just remembering how, how easy he was to talk to and how on the very first day I met him, I walked away from a 15-minute conversation feeling as though I've known him for, for 10 years. And, and from hearing Billy Epler's comments today, um, Jason and Mike, it, it really sensed, you get the sense that that was everybody's experience with him, that, that he was that genuine, that engaging, uh, that thoughtful. Uh, and, uh, and certainly my thoughts and prayers most immediately with his family and, and his mother, Debbie, who uh, is a retired longtime softball coach in Santa Monica, Santa Monica High School. And in fact, uh, the stories that, that I've read now in the last day or so about how Tyler really had just grown up around those fields uh, as a kid, uh, going to practice and, and learning the game uh, through softball with his mom. And, and actually, he had planned to represent uh, her heritage. She's Mexican-American, and he, he had planned to represent Mexico in the next World Baseball Classic as a tribute to her heritage. So it just tells you how thoughtful um, he was and, and his idea for this Texas-themed road trip that we saw the photos of in the last day or so with all the, the angels in their cowboy hats and, uh, and, and boots and, and shirts. So um, fun-loving person, and, and I think that was the, the key thing that Brad Osmus talked about um, today was, was that last night uh, a couple different gatherings for that team to, to be together and, and to share stories and, and to reminisce about the person that Tyler was, the teammate that he was. 
was. So um, it's it's a process that, as Brad talked about today, uh, it, it is not linear. It, it is not um, it's not going to proceed at the same pace for everyone. And so it's 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 going to be a challenging time, even as they get back on the field tonight, guys. Uh, there's there's obviously many many more days to come that are going to be very difficult, and and they'll have to lean on each other. They'll have to lean on Brad and and Billy Epler and and Artie Moreno and John Carpino and the leaders of the organization there uh, to help them through it because uh, this this is someone who was a huge part of this club, the, the hub in many ways of the way that clubhouse functioned, and someone who was coming into his own as a leader in the in, in the sport. So to have that have this happen for someone who was um, really becoming the, the the key member of that rotation and, and becoming a leader is uh, is really difficult. I think for a lot of people around the game to to, to think about today, and, and it's just it's, it's devastating news on so many levels. JP, as we saw it across the the league, right? Corbin wears the number forty five, another number of other players, Joey Votto among others, you know, that wrote his name and, and his uniform number. And we talk about the fraternity and family of baseball. You, the NBA has made a, a lot of headlines for what they do off the court, looking after guys and, and talking, you know, mental health and all that. Is is that in place? Is, do they have the same kind of infrastructure for Major League Baseball? What's out there for the, the teammates as they try to work through this and other members of the game? Well, and that's and that's a good point about just the support that is there. And, and MLB has talked about um, counseling services being available to the teams um, to help them through this tragedy. And I think that's that's the most important thing now is 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 to be there every step of the way and to have professionals there who are able to to help the players out day to day. Because as 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 Brad and, and Billy talked about, the, the three hours the game is happening will, will probably be the three easiest hours they have every day. It, it's it's the other 21 that are that they're going to need the care, and um, I, I think we're at a at a spot where I think we all realize the the the, the wisdom in, in getting that kind of help, and, and I hope at least I hope we do because um, it's there and it's and there are professionals who are who are trained to help people through these most difficult days of their lives um, following the loss of a loved one, and um, I, I think that's that's important for baseball to have it. They do have it, and, and it's my hope that all those around the Angels family and the baseball family affected by this tragedy uh, will hopefully make use of those resources to to just help them through it day by day. Um, yeah, I, I remember it was 2007. I, I was sent to do a story in St. Louis not long after Josh Hancock died. He was a pitcher for the Cardinals that year. And uh, I remember talking to Scott Spezio who played uh, on the Cardinals that season and actually on the, on the previous year's World Championship team. And, and Scott said how difficult it was to be in the clubhouse day-to-day because you would hear something or see something um, that had his name on it or, or you, you would think that he would be in the same place that he always was uh, in the cafeteria there uh, at 2 o'clock on a game day and then he's not there and, and, and then he, he's, he's there in your thoughts and you're, and you're still trying to reckon with this tragedy and I think that's it just speaks to how hard it's going to be uh, for everybody involved here and, and that's Mike to your point um, it, it's going to be really important and, and it's my, my hope prayer today that all the, the, the players there with the Angels will, will make use of all the resources there available to them. And, and the Angels are a first-class organization. They'll do it the right way as, as best they can. And I think uh, MLB will as well. And, and when Brad Ossos was asked about this today, I think he said very poignant, poignantly and correctly, all you can do is lead with your heart in the right place. And, and, if, and if your heart is in the right place with the decisions that you make, you're not going to be wrong. And I, and I think those are very good words to live by for the Angels, for everybody really involved uh, as they try to move past and, and really remember uh, the, this uh, move past the tragedy but then remember and celebrate the life and I think that's going to be the, the the difficult task I think ahead of a lot of people around the sport here in, in the coming days John Paul I, I gotta say you know getting to the game the other games of the night the New York Mets not only have <laughs> yeah. beaten the New York Yankees one two in a row they have stopped the Yankee homer streak at 31 games now there is nothing the Mets can't do <laughs> there, is, there is nothing the Mets can't do except for uh, find a way out of fourth place in the National League East, well, at least yeah, right that. now. Nah, uh, they are still uh, uh, winners of three in their last ten. And um, <laughs> as we were discussing this morning on, uh, on MLB Network Television, there is that wisp of a thought that maybe 
trading Syndergaard is something that they're going to consider doing here. And and I, I think it's actually the right play. Um, he it, it doesn't seem to me, Jason, that, that he is going to click fully with this team. That's something about environment, perhaps, or just the way he inter- interacts with it is just not optimal for him to reach his full potential in New York. And for that reason, as long as he shows that he's healthy, Jason, I think there's a decent chance he'll, he'll be moved before July 31st. I, I don't know that it's above 50%, but I think it's higher than we've given it credit for being here in recent days. So um, the, the Mets, you look at how far back they are. They're, they're 11 games out. Uh, I, they're eight <laughs> games under 500. Um, better, yes. A couple wins, yes. Uh, nice little, uh, uh, as it's being called now, the the walk-off bobble of the foul tip. It was, was artful good. and beautiful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and may I use the word balletic? It was like a ballet, balletic. Uh, it was a beautiful, uh, beautiful play. But um, still, they are uh, 39 and 47 on the year, my friend. <laughs> and I think Noah Syndergaard may well be uh, uh, moving to a different club before the end of the month. All right, JP, last one from me. The the fact of the the story of the day was the U.S. women's national team, yes. and they let you have casual Saturday during a national Major League Baseball broadcast. You didn't have to wear a suit coat. Nice job. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yes, and uh, the, the full story there, uh, if, if, if you've had the, uh, uh, the, the uh, I would say, the great misfortune of following me on Twitter and seeing this photo, uh, I have I had my, my U.S. Women's National Team jersey on, which honestly, guys, uh, I've been working for Fox now for 10 years. It's one of the coolest things that's ever that's resulted from me working, uh, was getting this jersey. Our, our friends in the, uh, in the Fox marketing department uh, uh, did a great job of putting together some jerseys for those of us that cover other sports to help support our efforts of, of covering uh, the Women's World Cup. And uh, I tell you what, I, I got to the production truck on Saturday, and I, my, there's a jersey with my name on it, uh, my last name on it, with the number 19 for the 2019 World, Women's World Cup. And uh, and they basically said, John, we're going to have you hold it up. I said, no, 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 no. I'm putting this thing on. I'm going to wear this thing during the Good show. Man. And so there was no, there was like zero prodding required. I am a total proud fan of this. You know, the thing is, the thing is guys, we, we cover sports for a living. You're so used to being impartial. It's, it's my job to be impartial. I get all that. But I love soccer. Love our country. I've got three daughters who play, not my youngest one yet, but the older two play it. And so it's, it's a really cool father-daughter bonding thing. And, and so for me, it's, it's when I put that on, I was representing certainly our network, our country, my family, and, and the girls and the sport they, that they follow, uh, and the way certainly that the young women that are on this team represent our country, which is extraordinary. So uh, it was really a cool moment for me to be, uh, even in my broadcasting capacity, I, I allowed myself to be a fan uh, putting it on the air, uh, and actually it was really cool because I, I was wearing it right next to the Astros' dugout, and here comes George Springer taking the field uh, for the bottom of the inning. He sees, or top of the inning, he sees me wearing it, and I get the fist bump from George. That's pretty cool, too. <laughs> so, uh, and, and George one of the people I, I really respect the most in the game. So it was really, all those things kind of coming together, a pretty cool moment, and uh, there was a lot, a lot of a raucous applause here in the house, watching Team USA win, a great save there by Nair, the goals, of course, by Preston Morgan, so uh, a big day for the national team and one more win to go, my friends, there on Sunday. So wait a minute, so if, if you show up for your game on Saturday and Fox has either a Sweden or Netherlands jersey for you, you have to put that on, don't you? Can't wear it. No, no, can't wear it. No, 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 that one I can't wear. No, no, can't wear. No, no, no. I mean, I would have been I would have been a little conflicted if the final would be the U.S. and Italy, because I, I am, of course, a proud Italian-American as well. But I had already decided this in my own mind. i got to stay in route for America. Uh, the Italians, I've got great respect for them, um, but, but I've got I to gotta vote where I live here, okay? So I've, I've got to go for the hometown team, the home nation team, so to speak. But it, that, that would have been tricky, because uh, you know, I, I had some proud memories here during the World Cup of singing Fratelli. The Italia, as the Italian team was there uh, for the anthem, though. So it was, that was pretty cool, too, to be able to sing the anthem at the house uh, and show the girls that. Although, I hope they sing more like their mother than me, because uh, certainly uh, my, my, uh, my rendition there, uh, not very good. All right, so what we've learned about John Paul Morosi in the past few minutes, number one, his view of the world. He respects all of the United States, a little bit of Italy, and nobody else. 
That, that's about right. That's what we've learned about John Palmarotti. Uh, I actually, so, so it's, it's actually true. So my, my middle daughter. It's actually it's true. true. It's true. I hate everybody. It's, 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 not, it's not totally true. As my middle daughter said, which is like the classic middle kid statement, I root for everyone, which is great. Like, great job. That's exactly what you want to hear. The, the unifier of the family. Uh, I, I, I love a great many countries, but I, I, love, uh, I love our women's national team, and, and so uh, I, I'm a very patient. Fan, I would say. It's true. It's somewhat true. It's not true. I know it's only a little bit true. He sounds like an NBA insider trying to figure out Kawhi Leonard. Look at you. Yeah, I'm not sure that, you, that, that now, now you've brought Canada into it. And I have, I have in many ways, I've got great respect for Canada. I live very close by Canada. Love Canada. So I've been called, and I, I gladly accepted an honorary Canadian. But again, if the U.S. plays Canada, I'm rooting for the U.S. <laughs> They're coming over the border now for John Paul Morosi. You follow him on Twitter, at John Morosi. That is at John Morosi, MLB Network, Fox Sports. Also, NHL Network as well. JP is as always, buddy. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. USA, my friends. USA, baby. Be good, brother. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol Jean. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.